long, long lines in the shops and it's just like a, a swarm of locusts have been through and the only thing that's left is the broccoli. That's my sister Jodie Brett-Kelly. She's talking about life in virtual lockdown. We're kind of moving around inside the house like ghosts and it reminds me if you are on a continuous long-haul flight and you kind of think, oh, I can write a book or I'm going to learn another language or learn how to knit or something like this. And then in the end, all you do is watch back-to-back movies and just eat all the time. I'm on Skype Auckland to Oakland to Jodie and her husband Kevin Coldiron. And like millions of other residents in the Bay Area in California, they're stuck at home. And with them are two of their children, Sai, who's 16, and Jackson, who's 20. How's it going? Is this day three of isolation? Well, I guess it's day one of like... Shelter in place. Shelter in place, but we've been self-isolating since Saturday, so probably day three or four, yeah. Okay, and so what, have you got a routine? Well, sort of. We wanted to implement um, a group clean for an hour a day, and um, it didn't go too well because the kids were cursing and swearing and all sorts, Um, so we had to sort of clean up after them. And also, Cy and Jackson are supposed to have um, classes all day, but we notice there's a lot of the theme tune from the office coming through. <laughs> Not too sure about how rigorous those programs are. Well, you could follow that quarantine schedule that um, that Petra sent to us. 8am, wake up kids, 8 to 10, feral time. The kids act out Lord of the Flies while, while parents sleep. Then 10am, wake up time for the parents. <laughs> Watch five episodes of Homeland. <laughs> well, I think most of my friends say their kids um, are just basically playing video games till midnight. So, hey, well, so shall we go back to the beginning? When did you get a feeling that things were starting to get serious there? For me, it was Wednesday. Didn't expect it to do this, but I just started texting back and forth with this guy I used to work with. And at the time, I was very much of the, yeah, it's bad, but it only, you know, it doesn't affect most people and it'll be temporary. And he kind of convinced me that, no, we're on the same path as Italy and you had to take it really seriously. And so that, that took like a three or four hours going back and forth. And then he kind of had me convinced. And then just about that time, I got an email from Jackson's program in Barcelona where he's studying. And they said, we're shutting down. And basically everyone has to go home. And that was, you know, two days before they had said, we're not shutting down all business as usual. So I scrambled to get him a flight and found him a flight on Saturday. I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm going to go hit tennis ball with my friends. I'm driving to play tennis. I turn on the radio and I hear Trump's speech saying, we're banning all travel from Europe as of Friday. To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. So it was like, holy crap, he's not going to be able to get back home. So I turned around, came back, and, you know, immediately I'm getting texts from him, from other parents I know. Everyone's like, what's going on? All the kids are freaking out. They think they're going to get stuck there. So I basically found him a flight in 12 hours and pulled him out of the bar in Barcelona and said, go and pack your bags and you're out of there. Um, So that's when I knew it was changing. 
Yeah, Jackson had a he had a lot of complaints because he had planned to go to Amsterdam that weekend. So he was trying to convince us to fly him out on Monday after the Amsterdam trip. So <laughs> that, that kind of shows you how it still hasn't really impacted them. And Jody, what what about for you? When were you getting a feeling that you know you'd be heading into self isolation? Well, I feel a bit sheepish about this because um, last week I was actually skiing in Alta in Utah and um, it's it it pretty cut off. You're, you're staying at 9,000 um, feet. and But the lodge was totally chocker with people and the ski fields were really, really full. Our instructor said he was pretty sure he had had the coronavirus, but he couldn't be tested for it. <laughs> Um, so we're sort of running into a few people like that. And then one friend had immune issues, so she was pretty worried, and her father is 93. But it actually wasn't until Kevin called me that, you know, you sort of got a feeling from the outside world and also about this, you know, the pronouncement from Trump that was completely untrue, which made everything else feel um, really frightening. And um, on the plane home, it was only full, about a third full, and it was sort of almost like upside down day because all the staff were saying take a whole row get a, get away from each other as as much as you can and don't put your luggage up into the up into the top hold or just put it keep it with you so it felt really really weird and then we started really sort of social distancing on the Saturday just staying home although we had to do a huge grocery haul and then it wasn't really until yesterday I had to drive to get a um, prescription from the hospital and all the streets were just completely you know there was so much parking no cars in the streets and even the hospital was there was nobody in there and then all of a sudden we heard about this um, shelter in place and so that seemed kind of scary and then we actually heard a rumour, which might be true actually, about that they're going to um, monitor the use of water, so they might even ration water. Why would they do that? Well, I think it's because it's sort of, first of all, we didn't think it made sense, but actually with the summer coming, there's, there's going to be the return of the fires that we had last year. So um, they, they may be thinking about that. And what exactly is shelter in place? Well... You're recommended to stay at home or required. It's not really clear, except for essential things. Like, so you could still go out for, you know, prescriptions like Jody did yesterday to get food. They said you can go for walks or hikes as long as you are either with a family member or you're staying, you know, six feet apart. So it's not like a total curfew that I think they've kind of imposed in Italy. Um, but, you know, they've closed all bars, um, restaurants, things like that. So there's really, you know, you're basically only going out for essentials. So when you went to get the groceries, what was it like there? Because, well, there's been a lot of panic buying here and the toilet paper shelves are empty. And in Australia, they've been fighting over toilet paper. Are you seeing similar things over there? Yeah, and it's exactly the same. The toilet paper, nobody can, knows why everyone's grabbing all the toilet paper. Um, and actually online they've even started making toilet paper that you can buy um, with Trump's face on it. So I'm sure that's going to be pretty popular. You but, used toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, everything in the shop, you know, there's long, long lines in the shops and it's just like a, a swarm of locusts have been through and the only thing that's left is the broccoli. <laughs> we were pretty lucky because uh, we had we did everything on Saturday and I, and I had actually done a bunch on Thursday and Friday. So we kind of avoided the, the big mess that's happened in the last couple of days. But it's sort of... Like, even though we were super prepared at one stage, I'm like, I, you know, I'm just going to go out and get some extra soap. And you get there, and it's hard not to get caught up in it. And, like, I ended up coming home with, like, five extra-sized jugs of hair conditioner. You know, like, <laughs> but the, the terrible thing, and this sounds like princely problems, but, you know, you stock up at all these groceries, and you've got all this good food and everything, and then... Day one into the um, shelter in place, yeah, it's 10 o'clock and you're like, oh, I really feel like a Twix bar, you know, and then you start jolting for this Twix bar that you know that you can't go and buy. And Kevin, has, has it affected your work? Well, I teach at Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley, and they switched to online instruction actually two weeks ago now. Um, so the class that I was teaching actually ended at that time, but you know everything now, all the instruction is online, which is pretty much the case for all universities and and uh, schools everywhere. Berkeley was a little bit ahead of the curve on that. And what's it been like to watch the stock market, given that's the industry I suppose that you are involved in or have been involved in? Yeah, that's been you know hair raising because I I still do a fair bit of investing, and that's where. I think there was just a vacuum of leadership for a while, right? Um, and the market recognized the the extent of the problems well before Trump really was ready to admit it. So for a lot, for a couple of days, it was like, well, there's no <laughs> there's no support. Um, so and I think people are still just struggling to figure out the what are the long term consequences. The market's trying to figure out what are the long term consequences because. The risk is that, you know, with people losing income, businesses losing revenue, that they're unable to pay leases or make due on debt payments. And then that flows through to the banks and then you have a financial crisis. So there's a real risk that it could snowball. And I think that's what the markets are struggling to figure out. Is this a, you know, sort of a temporary six month recession or are we talking about something that goes on for much longer? And, you know, you talk about the lack of leadership, Trump's initial denial that there was a problem. We're going to be pretty soon at only five people, and we could be at just one or two people over the next short period of time. The CDC said people should avoid crowds. Also, you should avoid shaking hands. It will go away. Just stay calm. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. This came out of nowhere and uh, actually came out of China, which is the way it works. And then he kind of swung right the other way and then put a ban on all flights from Europe, which in fact wasn't the case. Has anyone explained to you at the White House why the president didn't say what you said? Why didn't he say foreign nationals? Why didn't he say this doesn't mean trade? Why didn't he say that in that speech from the Oval Office? What sort of difference has that made to you guys and your friends? It makes it incredibly frightening because um, besides the fact of, you know, the uncertainty of we don't know how many people are going to die and how many businesses will go under 
and the kids we know who are graduating who are incredibly worried about getting a job or having their job offers rescinded. There's this whole thing about Trump, and he's just not trustworthy, and I won't start swearing, but it's so much worse than that. He's just not trustworthy. He has no empathy. He's not in control, and it makes it incredibly frightening. And it wasn't really for us until... Gavin Newsom, who's um, the governor of California, who just seems to be a great leader, um, and he imposed a shelter in place. And it's not until that happened that you feel, oh, there's somebody in charge. Uh, uh, until then, it was so scary. And then even when he had his press conference on Friday, he, he literally lied. He said Google was developing this website that you, know, you could log on and it put your symptoms in and it could tell you, should you get tested, and if you should get tested, where. Google learned about that during the press conference. So we've got a president mm-hmm. making stuff up at, you know, during a time of national emergency. So there's zero confidence um, in him. Because this is such a science-focused area, we've got Berkeley, we've got Stanford, people take it very seriously. So I think California moving rapidly uh, or, or as rapidly as anywhere else is, is good. And hopefully other areas will follow. Just going back to home life now, how do you manage your days together in the house? I mean, do you have, you know, time to yourself and then family time and exercise time? What What do you do? We kind of haven't gotten into that groove yet. Yeah, we, we're kind of, you know, moving around inside the house like ghosts. And it's kind of, as well as, you know, it, it being scary, on the other hand, it's sort of like this unrealness and kind of this intense boredom as well. And and it reminds me, if you are on a continuous long-haul flight and you kind of think, oh, I can write a book or I'm going to learn another language or learn how to knit or something like this, and then in the end all you do is watch back-to-back movies and just eat all the time. <laughs> what about exercise? We've got a garage and we've got weights in the garage and so the boys have been down hitting that pretty hard. We did well, we did have a family movie night the first two nights and then last night it broke down because our 20 year old wanted to go hang, quote unquote hang out with his friends. We told him no and there were words exchanged. <laughs> um, so there was no family we movie We had to night. assert our, you know, parenting skills. Yeah, no, I just wanted to see, because I hadn't seen my friends in a few months and I just wanted to say hi because they're all getting back. And then they're just being very strict about leaving the house and whatnot. Irrationally strict, I thought. So did you end up going or did you stay at home? No, I didn't. I stayed at home, but I went on a hike with them today. And summer is coming up, your big summer break. So do you know what you'll be doing then? No, I've uh, I've applied to a bunch of internships and haven't really had much success yet. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I think it'll be pretty tough to find a job, honestly, for this summer. So it's pretty it's pretty much up in the air right now. But I still have a good month or two to figure it out. But yeah, it's looking uh, not too great right now. Jackson, thank you. Could I have a quick word with Sai? Yeah, definitely. I'll thank get you. him right now. Great. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Si. How are you? What's it like to be in, what is it, shelter in place? Uh, yeah, um, basically just had school uh, canceled this for three weeks. And then basically I have spring, I have spring break right after those two weeks. So it's five weeks off. 
but I still have digital like learning uh, for school, which is a little weird, um, but it's kind of interesting because I can do like work on my own pace so I can finish it pretty fast. And then what do you do? Um, I usually work out twice a day and I don't know, it's my second day. I should probably, I've been waking up kind of late, but uh, I think I'm going to start waking up early to try to just not let the weeks get, be unproductive. Um, but <laughs> but um but Sai, you love to watch sport on on TV and you and you play a lot of sport. So how are you coping without it? Um yeah, it's been really weird cuz this is like the best time of the year for sports uh for this like college basketball tournament and it's huge probably the biggest sporting event of the year. <laughs> And it got canceled, which is really disappointing um, because people just, like, watch parties. I mean, you basically just watch basketball for, like, five or six hours a day. So that's weird. And then I usually would play basketball with my friends all weekend, which I'll probably start doing in a few weeks once it gets better. But right now I just kind of have to play by myself and then just, like, lift weights and then not really watching that much TV but aren't, yeah. Aren't you watching lots of episodes of The Office? Yeah, I watch The Office probably one or two a day. Oh, right that's discipline, Sai. <laughs> so you're feeling a bit trapped? Yeah, I I feel like I am enough to like entertain myself right now. I think if it was just me and my parents, then I'd go a little insane. But luckily, my brother's home. Uh, luckily, Jackson's home. So like we can just kind of hang out. So it hasn't been too bad yet. Yeah. I might, I might have to read a book or something. It might come to that. But oh, well, that would be a last resort, though, wouldn't it? It would be a serious last resort. I guess it could get even more serious. It could be really strict isolation, couldn't it, if things get worse there? Yeah, I think we're expecting that. And they're saying April 7th, but I actually think maybe it's going to be three months. You know, it could be... Because the worst is yet to come, we've been told. It's, it's going to get really bad. it probably end up being policed, like, in Italy. That's not out of the question. I mean, the problem is what I've read, and this is just kind of, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I've spending a lot of time reading about that, you know, they're saying that once you, you know, the social distancing works to slow the spread of infection, but that once you stop it, it comes back again. So it's a question of, you know, some people are saying there's research out of London, uh, Imperial College that I read this morning saying it could go on for 18 months, you know, until there's a vaccine available in some form or another. Does this affect your income? Um. Well, we're in kind of an unusual situation, right, in that I I teach part-time, so I get paid while I teach, and I'm not getting paid now because I'm not teaching. I do, I do have some other uh, income where I'm on the board of a, a fund company, and that'll continue. So we're kind of, I think, unusual relative to most people in that respect. But and on the other side of things, you actually have to think about if – well, we now have shelter in place, but before that, you know, we said to, you know, anyone who comes to your house normally, for example, cleaners, you really have to think about whether you keep 
paying them and we did tell them that we would keep paying them. So you have to think about your responsibilities and as an employer as well. That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get the detail downloaded free to your mobile phone every weekday from any podcast platform. If you're using Apple, give us a rating so other people can find us too. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansell and produced by Alexia Russell. And thanks to my sister Jodie, her husband Kevin and their boys Jackson and Sai. Mark. Mate wa.